Hey, welcome to Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. Our podcast is a little bit different than other podcasts because we have one main goal, and it's to help people fall asleep. That's it. And the way it works is you get in bed, you close your eyes, you fill up the covers, you snuggle into your bed, and you press play on this podcast. I'm going to tell you a bedtime story. The idea is it's going to take your mind off uh, whatever's racing through your mind or you're worried about or you're planning, whatever's keeping you up at night. But as the story goes on, it's going to get a little bit more and more boring. So it's going to go from distracting you from your thoughts to carrying you off into dreamland. If this is your first time here, all I can ask you to do is give it a try and listen. And if you're here because you can't sleep, I hope it helps you out. If you have any feedback, you can reach us at feedback at sleepwithmepodcast.com or on Twitter at Dearest Scooter. Older episodes and all our show notes will be at sleepwithmepodcast.com. And if I can ask everyone that does enjoy this podcast to do me a big favor and review and rate us on iTunes. Someone uh, just reviewed us on April Fool's Day, and I appreciate it. I can't pronounce I think it's known or something, S-I-N-O-N, I believe. Thank you. Make sure to email me and let me know you reviewed it so I can send you a link to a bonus episode. But I'm trying to get 20 reviews on iTunes. And if you don't listen on iTunes, like you listen on Stitcher, or if you heard about us on Podfeed, if you could review us over there, that'd be great. And if you if you have time to just do a star or two stars, three stars, four stars, five stars, whatever you think this podcast deserves, just please do that. If you could take a few minutes and write what you think or what your experience has been with this podcast, that'd be terrific. And so if this podcast is working for you, put it in the review and let someone else know so that if they're struggling through that nightmare of not being able to sleep every night that we're all familiar with, maybe they can find some help here. Maybe they can't. It's no big deal if you can't, but if you can, if we can all help each other out, help people that can't sleep out, that'd be great. So that's what I ask. Just take a few minutes and um, give us a review. I appreciate it, those of you that have. And let's get on with the show. Tonight we have another episode of Get Bessos. The tale of Richard Warren Sears and James Cashpenny's escape from purgatory turn to earth in a quest for vengeance against Jif Bissos, founder of Amazon.com, a fictional character who crumbled their retail empires. Older episodes can be found at www.sleepwithmepodcast.com slash getbessos, B-E-S-O-S, or on iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you consume your podcast. Hopefully, now that I fix the uh, RSS feed... That will be the case. On our last episode, James had just dealt with a little devil that had slipped out of his Miss Piggy lunchbox. He must have scooped it up by accident in the in the gluttony slush. And the little devil had escaped from the lunchbox and was threatening him. And it actually opened up a rift to hell in Miss Bessos's ear and tried to pull her back to hell. But he had had the horn of Jethro and he blasted her. And then James seemed to try to smooth things out with uh, Miss Bessos. And he set up a date with her. And then he headed back to the hotel. And that's where we left off last week on Get 
Bessos. So when we pick up t- tonight's episode, it's actually daytime, morning time, because James is just waking up and he spent the night in the uh, hell bus because he didn't want to return to the hotel room because he was afraid. Uh, he was afraid he, he wanted to give uh, R.W. and Freddie Sprague their privacy with their own, uh, with the titillation he had left them with. So about 7 in the morning, he gets ready to go up to the hotel and he comes in and the concierge is like, oh, uh, Mr. Mr. Ibex, uh, I have a message for you from uh, Miss Bessos. Uh, she wants you to give her a call immediately. James like, can I use your phone? So he calls, and uh, they set up actually a coffee date, breakfast coffee date, for about an hour from then. And then James goes up to the room and quietly lets himself into their hotel. It's kind of like a suite. And he, he opens the door, and when he, as soon as he opens the door, he sees Freddie Sprague. And Freddie Sprague is headed into the, the master bath and bathroom. Say, oh, Hey, I'm just about to take a hop in the shower. Uh, your buddy there, he's asleep at the uh, the desk. And James looks over and he sees R.W. Sleeping at the computer. And then Sprague goes in and closes the bathroom door. And James starts to tiptoe in the room. And he's pretty tired. He didn't sleep very good on the bus. And he's like, all right, I got to get in that bathroom when when uh, Freddie Sprague is done. And then R.W. kind of stirs, and James is like, James can't can't help but be curious at what's at the bra- what the browser is open to. Or, and James, you know, James just had been learning about the Internet when, in between episodes. <laughs> so, and so he tiptoes up to uh, R.W. and tries to wake the computer without waking R.W. R.W. Just he wakes it, he sees like uh, that it's open a Wikipedia's page, Jeff, Jeff Bissos' page. Then I'd be like, oh, James, James. Hey, Richie, uh, how'd it go there? You uh, get sick of looking at the videos? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I figured out the Sprague talk told me he'd been in, uh, in hell. They've been paying a lot of attention to this whole Google and and so, yeah, I did some research on this business, a little more research. I sent him a couple more emails. Um, not from Mr. Sear, though, from, uh, you know, whatever. So, yeah, wow, that uh, I feel like a new man. And uh, whew, I, I can't talk about the uh, stuff on the vi- videos with the women and the men and the no. Okay. Okay. Well, we don't need to talk about it, Richie. Uh, did you? Do you feel better though? Oh yeah. In some ways, I feel better. In some ways, I feel much worse. Well, that's that's okay. Listen, I got a a thing with Miss Bissos later, and I wonder if you could hang around. Oh no, I'm not hanging around that Sprague clown. He is. Uh, he was just lying in bed, his hands under the covers, watching those shows, and every time they'd. Uh, They'd pot a plan or they'd re re uh dealing with seedlings and he would wanna tell me everything that I'm trying and I'm like I, I I try to turn up the the loudness and the ear things he gave me and uh oh god, I hate that clown. Well he's in the shower now. I I gotta get in there. Um 
Uh, what you, you know, what, what does he need a shower for? Um, why don't you, uh, uh, I'll get him out of the hole. Hold on, buddy. Oh, you got to uh, So R.W. walks out, bangs out, bomb, 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 bomb on the bed. Hey, Spraggy, Spraggy, hurry it up in there. I got to see a man about a horse. Uh, and then the door opens a little bit. And, R, you know, R.W.'s, Spraggy, hurry the heck up. Spraggy. And no answer. R.W. pushing the showers running. He's, he's a Spraggy. You better have not be having sex with any. Uh, you better, Spraggy. I don't want to see any of your uh, P's or Q's in here. Where? Oh, hey, uh, James. James. Spraggy's not in here. And he notices the uh, windows to the balcony. The bat. This is a strange, strange room with our, where the bathroom actually has a balcony. I don't know if it was, uh, you know, this it's Washington State. They do stuff different up there. And Sprague is gone. James comes around. He's, oh, no, no. And then Rich, oh, there he goes in the uh, the bus. He's driving the bus from hell. Oh, jeez. James, James like, shit, shit, shit. Oh, oh God. Okay, we got to figure out Rich. Okay, yeah, we got to figure out where he's going. Oh no! He's he's our bargaining, bargaining chip for Hal and Gorbelly Neal. Oh no! At night, oh. And then James is like Shh, trying to figure out. Okay, okay. I I didn't tell you everything about Spraygay, but he's probably headed to some sort of botanical garden or, um. Oh oh, was it? Okay, we need to find the TV guide for last night. What's a TV guide, James? Oh, Richie, um, it's like a newspaper, it's like a tea, it's kind of like a Reader's Digest, but it has that whole week's tea, it's like a newspaper digest about everything that's on TV, and I don't even think they make them anymore. Um, do you remember him talking about any shows that he was watching when he was giving you the, the minute by, oh, okay, yeah, he was talking about, uh, something about a coal mine, a strip mine, and giant pit that some queen or some some lady queen victoria or something made into a giant garden or something i don't okay and was and then the phone of the, ho, the hotel rings and james picks it up he's going hello oh hey miss bessos hey i was wondering about our uh, date today um you know there's any somebody was telling me about this uh strip mine that got made into a Oh, is Victoria Gardens? You think we could go there? Well, uh, one okay. We'll, I'll be. We'll be right down. And he hangs up. He's like, "Come on, Richie, you got to. We got to go." So you run down to the lobby, and Miss Bessos is there, and she's like, "Oh, Mister Ibex, Mister Sear, I wasn't expecting both of you." Oh yes, I love you, Miss Bessos. Uh, I saw you in the hall. Uh, I'm Mister Sear. Yes. Uh, you could call me uh, R.W. if you prefer. He calls me Richie, but I don't know, you know. Oh, well, uh, Mr. Ibex and I were going to uh, listen, Miss Bessos. Um, Richie's got to come with us. It's kind of an emergency. Is that okay? Uh, yes, I would uh, love to join you. That uh, sounds uh, wonderful to this uh, garden. Oh, oh, um, oh. 
okay. So they go out to uh, Miss Bessos's car, and she's like, James, do you mind driving? I've got a, my ear is bothering me. I was thinking about going to the doctor later or something. I don't know. And he's like, yeah, sure, sure. So he gets in, drives, and R.W. hops him back. Miss Bessos gets, Miss Bessos gets shotgun, and they start driving. And uh, oh, so you're uh, here, here. You got uh, some ear trouble there, my lady. Yeah, yeah. It's this, she has cotton in her ear. It's her left ear. Uh, well, let me let me uh, have a look at what seems to be the uh, problem. Well, I've been I've been hearing these uh, these noises like a whoosh, shh type noise, and then uh, a uh, like a bubbling, gurgling noise. Oh dear, that sounds uh, terrible. Okay, let me uh, take a look in here. Richie uh, leans up and looks in her. Oh, goodness. Oh, God. And then James has somehow forgotten about her ear. He's like, oh, 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 Richie, Richie, don't, no, don't, just leave her ear alone. Um, oh, no. Oh, my. Oh, what's the matter, Mr. 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 Oh, call me R.W. R.W. Oh, what seems to. Oh, no, I'm sorry, dear. You have an entire potato farm in your. <laughs> Oh, oh, yeah, you got, no, I, I can't see anything. Uh, let me take a look. Okay, you said uh, it was uh, like a sound like a whoosh. Whoa. Okay, let me, I'm going to put ear to ear here. And uh, don't worry, it's nothing sexual. Uh, like the video I watched, I watched this video last night. It was called Ear to Ear Contact. And uh, it's going to be nothing like that. So, uh, okay. Is it, okay, uh, I think I, hold on. Um, oh yeah, is it like, yeah, it does sound like that a little bit. Yeah. Um, okay. Let me see if I can get some gurgling here. He listens and here's like, yeah, here's something. Uh, let me see. Uh, he tries to get a better look and then, uh, he gets a look and he sees, he just gets the exact right angle where he can see the rift into hell. And he sees down there a couple of little devils probably giving him the finger or something. And he say, uh, he's like, oh, uh, oh, your ear looks fine. Just put that cotton right back in. Right, James? Uh, that ear looks a-okay. Uh, oh, 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 thanks. It, just, it doesn't feel okay. Well, no, no, I would not go to the doctor about that at all. Uh, just because uh, that kind of stuff... Uh, you know, back in my day, it would kill you, but uh, you're young. You'll be fine. Right, James? Oh, yeah, Richie, Richie. So they start driving. So they're still driving, and uh, then Miss Bess is like, so how do you guys know each other? You seem like such old friends, and uh, I, I, I just get the sense you, know, you two have known. Oh, forever. Oh, we know each other so well. You know, I wish in uh, a whole nother life that... Uh, James and I could have been friends, but, you know, sometimes it takes second or third chances to be friends, and, you know, I'm James's best friend. He's my better friend, fifth or sixth, seventh, eighth, fourth. He's a good friend of mine, this guy. And, um, well, so where did you guys meet? How do you guys know it? Well, we were in the same business, uh, similar businesses, so we crossed paths, but, it was uh, uh it was an occasion where James and I 
had to, uh, we were put in a home, uh, put in a home, uh, uh, a home, like, uh, like, um, Hmm, a sanitarium kind of, uh, similar to that. A sanit, like an insane asylum? Um, or like, uh, hmm, uh, a place you go for a while till you go, you know, till you get a better place. You, a transition? Oh, like rehab. Oh, James. Yeah, reha- re- like a reha- rehabilitation, right? Rehabilitation, uh, very similar. Uh, uh, rape, but yeah, temporary. Oh, and yeah, it was one of those places where every day was the same. Oh, I've heard that. Uh, but it, good, good for you both. Uh, well, uh, it's not, uh, we were there because of our, uh, mistakes, you know, uh, not perfect. Oh, I know, no, no, that's not what I'm, and, uh, every day, yeah, it was a tea and toast every single day, tea and toast, tea. Oh, I've never heard of that treatment before. Tea and toast, huh? Yeah, and they I couldn't get the newspaper. It'd be like a week or two old. And that was my thing, reading the newspaper. And then this guy comes in, comes into my, comes into the picture, and shakes my world up. Uh, it was just me and the paper, my tea, and my toast, all alone. And that was how I liked it till this guy showed up. Oh, and then you guys, that's when you became, like, fast friends. Thick as thieves, is it? Yeah, thick as thieves. Uh, th- he's about as thick as a thief, for sure. Yeah, he came in, he started, uh, I'd be reading my paper. Having a little moment, he would come and want to, you know, chit-chat. At pat, chew the fat, pass the breeze, whatever you want to call it. Uh, And then he would kind of ask me, and I would read the news to him. Oh, James, can you not even read? Oh, no, you can read. Uh, he's no, uh, he just, uh, you know, we just, uh, and that was how every day went. And, uh, and then, um, we, uh, we got out. We left. Uh, did you leave, uh, you got out about the same time? Well, they am around. Oh, look, guys, we're here. We're here at the gardens. Uh, so they pull into the garden. Oh, look, there's a strange bus. Uh, that looks like a familiar bus. Let's park right next to that bus. Wow, I've never seen this. That must be a tourist bus or something. One of those strange tourist groups from... Okay, yeah. Uh, so you say you know this garden real well, huh? Yeah, well, well yeah, how about we uh, split up? Oh, James, I'd rather not split up. We could, uh... We could, I'm just having trouble. I'm enjoying hearing you and RW and... Oh, yeah, let's, uh, let's keep... Cho- uh, 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 keep chewing the fat. Oh, no, we're not going to keep chewing the fat. We're here... For we got we we're in a hurry. What, what, no, we don't need to hurry, James. It's okay. My ear's gonna be fine. No, uh, or do you need to get one of those? Do you guys have to go to a like a one of those meetings or something? Um, uh, can we be honest here, please, uh, people? Can we, James? Can we come clean? Oh yeah. You, do you guys need to come clean with me? Yeah. Um. Okay. One of. Uh, uh, okay, I'll tell you. Like, um, one of our friends who just got, we just got, we just helped him out of somewhere. some Somewhere like where you guys were? Somewhere much, much worse. So, God, oh, so much worse. Yeah, so he was, and he kind of freaked out last night. He was staying with us, and he came here, and we need to find him, and we need to get him 
we need we need to help him because he he's just not well. Oh wow, this is so so like we're gonna we're gonna reach out and save him almost, huh? Oh yeah, we need to save. What what what's the biggest? Oh yeah, we need him for uh, we need him. Uh, um, well he's he's a ex he's the expert I was telling you about, and he's just not well, and he could be arrested or. There's actually people looking for him, dangerous people. Oh, wow, James, you're so brave. Is this, is this like a, this is like a, a second, no, no, he's, we just need to find him, okay? And uh, I think the best way, well, you, you, have you been, oh, this is my favorite garden. I can just give you guys a killer tour, but I guess that's not in the cards. Well, okay, where would, where are the potted plants? Where are the potted plants here? Well, there's no. This is, this is like a botanical garden, so we don't. There's there's no potted plant section. No, this is like natural. Well, re-naturalized because this used to be. Well, oh wait, you know where there would be potted plants is the Friends of the Garden sale area. So okay, we're, let's go there right now. So she's. They start walking there, and James starts running ahead. Once he gets an idea, and he runs down to the back side of the. Area area where the Friends of the Garden sale is. And he goes running up, and there's an old woman there, you know, selling potted plants. And he's like, excuse me, ma'am, excuse me. Oh, yes, young man. Oh, yes, what can I help? Did it, did, have you seen another man in a wool suit? He would have been really nervous, and and uh, he would have been looking to look at potted plants. or Oh, yes, they... Like a, a pleasant young man, he was a, he did look very nervous. He he said that he was here for the plants of the he 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 said there's so many plants and he was he was I think he was on drugs like uh, the new legal weed or I don't know he was so like oh oh the plants and he was he was kind of singing oh so he was one of those I don't know he was is that what a hipster he had the Will suit, but he was also a hippie. Is that what a hipster is, young man? Uh, uh, miss, so where did he go? Well, he he went. He asked. Um, he um, hmm, where did he go? I'm not. I mean, he could have gone back that way. That's where, like back in our. He asked uh, where the biggest plants we had were, and I pointed him. Okay, so James runs down the path, and he just sees Sprague. Going around a corner with a wheelbarrow full of potted plants, and he goes, starts running to catch up with them. Right as he runs it, run to catch up with them. About a seven foot walking tree steps into his path. James runs into the tree, falls down. The tree doesn't even notice because he ran into the back of the tree, and the tree is marching after Sprague. And then James sees down another path that uh, two more trees. So the two more trees are headed towards Sprague from other directions. James dusts himself off, and then he hears R.W. and Miss Bessos coming, and, and, and he's like, he's not back, he's not this way. And then James is looking around, and then he grabs, he sees a shovel, he grabs a shovel, he runs up to the tree, hits it in the back of the trunk where its head would be, and of course, bong, the tree turns around and just smacks him across the face with some branches, and James gets level, and the tree starts marching towards Sprague. And then that's when Sprague notices that there's three trees converging on him. And he takes a right down another path at the wheelbarrow. 
and he's running a couple plants are bouncing on you. Oh no, my pretties, my pretties. And he sees the plants bouncing out and then he sees these trees picking up and the trees are, these trees look angry. I mean, these trees are clearly out for revenge. They know who this guy is and what he's done. And James gets back up and then he, he sees that the trees, so he's trying to flank him. So he runs back down the path and then RW and Miss Bess is like, what are you doing? He's like, uh, 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 you and Richie, wait right here, right, wait, please just wait here for me. And then he turns around, and he gets the thing, and Sprague's coming right at him, and James sticks his foot out, and the wheelbarrow goes over his foot and dumps all the potted plants out, and Sprague dies, no, my plants, my plants. He's like, this is perfectly good. He's like, there's an old lady here. She'll, she'll come pick him up. Come on. These trees are going to get you. And he grabs him, and then the trees start running after him. The James turn James turns behind him, he sees two giant bushes rolling in behind him. So Sprague is totally surrounded and James as an extension is surrounded. And off, but off this side James sees a uh, a machete. He grabs the machete, he runs past one of the trees, up to Sprague, grabs Sprague around his arms and he holds the machete up like threatening. So he's hold, he's holding the trees at bay with the machete. And then R.W. and Miss Bezos come running the, James, James. And Miss Bezos, what's what's going on with these, what's going on with these trees? Is there some sort of storm? James, are you all right? Why are you threatening? One of the trees reaches out, digs its branches into Sprague's shoulder, and grabs him. And James takes a machete, push, chops it off, chops off the branch. And then he turns around. He's like, come on, come on. Who's next? Who wants another piece of them taken off? Come on. And he grabs Sprague. He backs one of the trees off. And he sees one of the bushes and he goes to kick it. The bush rolls out of the way. And he goes, get out of the way, get out of the way before I bushwhack you, bush. I'm going to bushwhack you right to hell. And the bush gets out of his way. And then he goes up to R.W. He's got Sprague and all the trees are still sitting there. And R.W. and Miss Basis are there. And they're like, are you James, are you, buddy, buddy, you okay? Oh, don't worry, Richie. I'm fine. Where, where the, it looks like those those trees attacked you. It's, this is highly unusual. James looks at Miss Bessie. He goes, don't worry. Everything's going to be okay. Mr. Spray, Freddy, you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. Thanks. Thank you. And then James looks over at the, the trees and uh, he goes, all right, I don't, what do you, what, I don't know who you guys work for. What do you guys want? And the trees, they don't speak. They just kind of look at him. Meanwhile, the tree that he, uh, that branch he had hacked off the one tree, it's already growing back. So whatever process makes these trees animated also makes them heal faster. And as James notices the branch uh, healing, he looks over at Miss Bessos' ear and he's like, huh. He, he thinks, uh, and then he looks at Sprague and he grabs Sprague by the back of the neck and he goes, you guys, you guys want him? Is that what you're here for? You're not here for me. You're here for him. The trees are as confused as three or four trees in a couple of bushes can look. They kind of look at each other and and uh, look at James, look at James, and then they look back at Sprague, and they're like, yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah, and they're nodding, nodding towards Sprague. Yeah, we're here for him. And James, like, oh, oh, you're here for him. Well. uh. We'll, we'll we'll be more than happy to turn him over. Sorry about that, Branch. I thought you were uh, after my friends and me here. This guy's uh, 
I could see why you want him. And trees, you know, the tree that saw him got chopped off. Kind of shrugs his shoulders. His, you know, trunk, branch, connectivity, tissue, or whatever you want to call it. Shoulders, we we'll call it. Um, and Sprague is like, "What are you doing, man? You can't turn me over to them. They're out for these. Do you see the look on their faces? They're out for vengeance. They're going to torture me. And torture you worse than uh, you were being tortured. Well, well, it's different now because I've for, I've already forgotten." Uh, you remember I had a fe- we had a feather bed back at the room and in that home and garden I was hoping to watch a little home more home and garden 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 grouches are on and you know they have this like a uh, this talking gnome on there I think he's a is an advertisement for something but he, he uh he makes these little comments that you know at the between right as it goes to uh, commercials that R W is telling me the so it goes uh, you know. Uh, uh, well, that's a garden grouch if I ever seen one. <laughs> so you can't. Please don't turn me. To these. All right. Well, well. Fred, Sprague, Sprague, be quiet. Enough about your gnomes and your garden grouches. Garden grouches premiering this fall on uh, home and gardening television. James, James, kind of. He's like, oh, you. If you guys want him, who, who's in charge here? Who's in charge? And the tree's kind of. The bushes look at each other, and then they kind of nod off into the distance. And James, like, well, let me talk to whoever's in charge. I'll, I'll be more than happy to turn this guy over to whoever your boss is. And uh, the trees kind of nod to follow them, and and they uh, lumber off. And somehow they've managed, you know, this friend of the gardens area. They were managed to stay unseen, especially since they were. Surrounded by trees, somehow the old the old woman they walk by her desk and she's sound asleep, and the trees are tiptoeing and the bushes are rolling and then stopping. So you know, but they, yeah, they they aren't alerted to any normal humans. Eventually, they get to this real thick bush wall hedge combo, which is a wall bush hedge. It's actually not a, you know a wall of hedge, hedge wall, I guess. Is a more tra- traditional way to refer to it, and it opens, and then they go through, and they go into this cave. It's more of a chasm because it's lit by sunlight, and there's different lichen and moss, and and it's very lush. And they go back into the cave, and they follow the bushes and the trees. And Miss Baseless is obviously like in a little bit of shock. I think of uh, Martha Plimpton. Oh no, I guess it was Andy. Who was played by? You know, do you guys get the news that Goonies Two is coming out? And that came. I think that news broke after April Fool's Day. So I'm interested to see one of my all-time favorite movies. If you're a Goonies fan, I know I'm breaking story here, but much you know, she's freaking out. Well, she's muttering to herself like Andy and Goonies. R.W.'s comforting her, and James is just trying to keep an eye on Sprague and these trees. And finally, they reach this open area. In the chasm, light streaming down, and in the center of a circle of forest animals and plants and everything. They also, it seems like it's story time because they're all kind of gathered around and snuggled up as a, a kindly woman, right out of the book of kindly women, matronly. She could be a uh, the head of a matron line or even a pod. Or even, I think, there even might be a larger group of orca whales, like gangs. I'm not, I'm not being facetious either. Uh, a synonym for gangs, I think. 
clans maybe i think there may be clans with a c of uh but anyway she's 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 kind of telling a story to uh to everyone in the show oh look here we have some more friends oh some trees and some bushes and did you bring a present for mother and then they part and she say oh you brought me more than you're only supposed to bring me one specific present one bad bad man who are these other folks and uh, james steps forward and says oh well who are you ma'am pardon me you look so regal I would bow on my knee, but I'm not one to bow down to strange matronly women. But you look like a leader of some sort. So pardon me, like, that we had to defend ourselves against trees that came to assault our friend here. Well, you you pick strange friends, Mr. Penny. Oh, you know who we are. Yes, I know you helped this Mr. Sprague out of hell. And we were decided to co-opt him for my purposes. And now you seem to be getting in my way, so have a seat. I'm going to tell you about the story of the... One, two... Oh, no. Who are you, ma'am? Oh, Miss Bessos. Miss Bessos here. Nice to meet you. Who, who are you? Well, I'm going to talk about it in a metaphor right now. Ah, sit down, children. I'm going to tell you the tale of a young woman named Miss Bezos and her three friends from other worlds who dared defy Mother Nature. It's quite a quite a harrowing tale, and I'm going to tell it to you uh, slowly. And and and, I, and well, actually, so you're Mother Nature. What I'm about to tell a tale. Well, you know, what, what do you want with Sprague? He's a uh, okay. Well. Uh, and they just start to bicker back and forth, and it gets quite dull. So we're going to stop it here tonight with that, that our gang of four right now is running to Mother Nature. And she looks a little bit ticked off. She looks like she's going to tell a story or allegory or something. So we'll be back real soon, Tuesday night, the rest of our story.